to the Kingdom Trends Podcast. Me, myself, and I is Ebony Cherie, and I'm so glad that you could join me today. Um, I have a great friend of mine, Brie Fallo, who's going to be joining me on this podcast, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, there's so many great things that we're going to be covering, and um, I hope that you just feel so enlightened and encouraged by this. It's been a long time coming. I'm just so happy that I got the motivation and just to do this. So kick off your shoes, relax, come with us, find yourself a place where you can just be be yourself and 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 love on somebody all right god bless good day saints this is ebony sheree of the kingdom trans podcast it is the throwback thursday and i just wanted to say throw it back on your instagram page throw it back today today of your favorite photos favorite memory I'm gonna throw it back today um I would say a favorite memory of mine would be being with my family in Seattle Washington um I have memories of just going to second Sunday dinners we used to have second Sunday dinners um and it was so much fun it was potluck style and um we kind of ceased and desisted that but we still meet up for holidays and the last time that I was with my family was Thanksgiving and it was really great we laughed we played I had went through a lot because I lost a friend of mine to breast cancer last year and so it was really good to get that bubble of energy and fun and just joy back um, from a really hard time um, that I had to go through. So throwback memory for me would be with my family, second Sunday dinners. It was a tradition that we had going on for years and um, now we meet up more for holidays, but the season's greetings with my family has always been a time of laughter, play, memories, and thinking about the good times. And so um, it'd be great to have y'all dial in and call in and send emails to trendskingdom at gmail.com about your favorite memories. I would even love to hear from some of you guys some days. Um, so hit me up or follow me on Instagram. It's kingdom underscore trends, like fashion trends, on Instagram. And it is private, so I will have to screen you before I add you. But in the meantime, you continue to listen on the podcast here on Anchor Kingdom Trends. Love y'all. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Good day, Anchor. This is Ebony Cherie of Kingdom Trends, and I just wanted to do a little chat um, with some of you guys out there that might be in the beauty industry. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, boy. Hey. Um, I'm eventually going to be starting a podcast specifically for that. It's going to be a business and brains and beauty segment. Um, Just about a lot of things that I've learned about the industry over the years. Um, I am a licensed cosmetologist, a little over two years, um, so I'm still in the game learning and growing and all of that good stuff, but I've been in the beauty industry for a little over 10 years. Um, A little background history on this, I started with Mary Kay. That's kind of where I got my beauty beauty thing started um, in 2008 when I was broke and I had no money. I only had $100 to my name. That was how much the kit was. And I was like, look, I met this woman. I run the spa a day. And then my friend was like, Ebony, I can totally see you doing this. And then I was having a rough day. I called that lady out of like, oh my gosh, I really need help. I need, I need something to do. And I was in college. I was broke. And so I started Mary Kay and I never looked back. Um, after that, I kind of moved forward and that experience got me the experience to go and work at Macy's and I, um, I was a floater. So I got to learn all the different lines. You know me, I'm the type of person to get bored quick. Most artists 
big people do. Um, but I floated at Macy's um, and I learned so much about the different lines and that's when I got so more, much more intrigued in it. And I started to do my own little page after that and um, I kind of got my name established. That's how Cherie Van Charles came about. Cherie is my middle name and my late father's middle name put together. He was an artist and he like loved to cook and he, he could draw, he could paint, he could do all that different stuff. So in college, that's actually when I got my name, um, my LLC name. And I kind of kept it with me and I kind of started using that when I started to freelance after I left Macy's and started freelancing for Bobby Brown Cosmetics. After that, then I started to kind of do things on my own. I did a lot of pro bono work because I'm really um, an advocate for nonprofit organizations. So that's kind of how I got started with that. Um, And then I kind of just like, settled in I finished college college regular um, college I got my BA in advertising management as well as marketing so you girl be out here doing those things <laughs> for myself mostly is what I've been doing um, but then after that I felt the call um, to go to beauty school and beauty has always been in my family my aunt my excuse me my granddad was a barber my cousin is a barber in Seattle Washington shout out to my D cuts and my uh, cousin Lily Alicia Nigeri who you heard on here refocus um, segment on the podcast was a cosmetologist she isn't operating anymore but um, I felt it in, in my job to go out go ahead and do it and what's funny is on my father's side now this is my mom's side my cousins that I just mentioned to you but on my father's side what I found out was a few years ago my aunt, my good aunt that I'm pretty close to, she told me that somebody in my family um, owned like a beauty school or something back in St. Louis. And I was like, what? Really? This is just like news to me. Cause I was like, okay, so this really runs in our family. And also my great aunt, um, who was my aunt, my dad's auntie, she was a cosmetologist too. And I never knew this all these years. I was like, auntie, you had your own shop and everything. Never knew all of this. So it's really cool. So beauty has kind of been in the family. So it's kind of like I feel like this is the call that God has on my life to continue to go forward with it. And then every time I try to go and do something else, it always always seems like God is like pulling me back into this thing. So I just I just like I never can leave it. And so um, but I know I, I believe that beauty is like something deeper. And when I look at Isaiah 64, it talks about giving people bestowing beauty for ashes and people getting that beauty back that was stripped of them of their childhood that beauty back that was stripped of them of of low self-esteem of all of these different things that try to come and take the beauty that God placed in us away from us aside from all the makeup and the hair and stuff it's what's the inside of the heart and so I'll I'll share this little story with you and then I'm going to move forward and continue some more segments so you guys can be empowered and inspired um, when it comes to the beauty industry as well and learning more about it from a different perspective I was at Macy's and uh, I had booked an appointment. We had a lot of things going on um, and I worked at the company Estee Lauder. A lot of you guys might know of that. And Estee Lauder actually owns a lot of companies like Mac, uh, Michael Kors. They they have an umbrella of companies underneath it. And so when you go online, you could kind of look that up and they own a lot of lines like Estee Lauder has ownership. Okay. Um, but I worked at Estee Lauder that day, particularly and there was a young woman, beautiful girl, um, gorgeous actually. I, I don't know what ethnicity she was. I would I would say she might have been like Arab or something, but I, I don't want to get it wrong. But she was beautiful. She came and she was just like, yeah, I want to book an appointment with you for Friday or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, just come on in and I'll take your number and I'll remind you when your, your appointment comes or whatever. She just wanted her makeup done. That was that. So I, you know, booked her and then she came in and... It was funny because people usually don't come in with their own makeup to get their makeup done, <laughs> but she came in with hers. And so I had already put a chart out what I, what I thought would be a really pretty look for her um, using the Estee Lauder chart, face chart. And so I put that together, but she looked at that like, girl, no, I don't want that. And so she came in and she kind of had her own like look going on. It was a nighttime look. Let's just put that in quotations. And so 
she brought her makeup from MAC and she put, um, it was like a really pretty lip color. Everything matched well. She had like a more of a smoky eye that she wanted and like the lip color that she wanted because that was the look that she was going for. And so we just kind of started talking and I didn't ask her too many questions, but she just started pouring out her heart to me about how she was stripping and this girl was literally crying in the chair. And I, this was the first time I ever seen anything like this happen. You know, I've been to church and I've talked to people and, you know, we have conversations where friends cry and they're pouring out their heart to you. But it was the first time I actually had somebody pour out their life to me in a chair regarding something that they didn't want to do anymore. She said, I don't want to strip anymore. I don't like being here. The guy that I'm under, he, he, you know, I think she was dating the guy. Woom, woom, woom. It was just not a really good situation. She had a son. She wanted to go to school. She just felt trapped. And I just listened to her. I didn't, I think I was encouraging her, but honestly, I didn't know what to say because I had never had that happen to me before. And it just made me realize now that I look back at that, what God was doing then, what he wanted to do now in my life. And so fast forward, I had moved away from Oregon. Now this was in Portland, Oregon, where I worked. And the girl was beautiful. And I remember after that, I started praying for that girl. I didn't know what else to do. I prayed for her and I prayed to God. I will never forget. I knew exactly where she worked at, where she was stripping. Trust me, because I had been not to the strip club, but I had been in that area. So I knew where that place was. And I had prayed for that place to shut down. I said, God, open a new door for her. Help her not to have to go through this anymore. And I, I was going to keep in touch with her, but I didn't want to cross those boundaries. So I just left at that. And I left her phone, my number, her number in my phone so I could pray for her. I'll never forget, forget her name too. And so then um, I had moved away from, Oregon in 2011 fast forward I went back to Oregon to stay there for a couple months or whatever do what I thought I was going to do there and I remember I passed by that place where that was used to be a strip club and I kid you not I don't not have to lie about any of this that place was shut down do you know the prayers of the righteous availeth much and not only that was it shut down that place became a church it was like a catholic church or something it was it it had a church name on it and I was like thank you lord because I know that girl that I did her makeup as when she came into Oregon the year before had had to get another job and she wasn't working there no more so I know that God intervened just for her he was there for just for her and so I just want to encourage those of you that are in the beauty field that it's not about the gossip in your in your in your in your chair it's not about oh let's just talk about what's going on all just the occurring events if somebody is pouring out their heart to you if they're opening up their soul to you you listen you keep that confidential you don't go and pour out the business to everybody else i learned that living and learning in in a salon and talking to people about being confidential with stuff you know maybe if i was a client i would want somebody to sign a confidentiality agreement they come to us because they believe in us they 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 trust us and i think What's most important is people will come to you and cry. I'm sure there's a lot of stylists who have had people sit down in their, their chair and just cry. We're not, we're not licensed to be a, a counselor, but we can encourage. Encouragement goes a long way. You ain't got to have a license to encourage somebody in their life. If somebody came down and sat in your chair and told you they didn't want to strip no more, would you, would you encourage them to get out of that life? I'm not, ba- I'm not bashing strippers or anything like that because I know there's something at the root of all of that and why they do what they do. But at the end of the day... The whole thing is to encourage you to do better because there's something at the end of the tunnel for you too, sweetie. You can go to beauty school. Encourage them to do what you're doing. If they're into beauty, because a lot of them are, they just haven't found the niche that works for them. They go into something that is not going to be, de- that's going to be detrimental to, to them. And so I just say that to encourage um, those of you that are in this field to look beyond what you see in the chair because there's always somebody that's struggling. There's always somebody that is.
And I, I thank God for all you guys that listen to the podcast. Cast, if you want to be somebody that's featured and you want to talk about the beauty industry, feel free to email me at Cherie Van Charles, S H A R E E V A N C H A R L E S at gmail.com. I know it's kind of long, but yes, follow also on Instagram, Fashion, Faith, and Philanthropy, Cherie Van Charles, S H A R E E V S and Victor, A N C H A R L E S on Instagram, okay? And I love all of you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Have a blessed, wonderful day. Hello, podcast. This is Ebony Shree of Kingdom Trends. I just wanted to correct myself when it came to the word um, in the beauty segment I said Isaiah 61 was what the scripture said about bestowing beauty for ashes and it's actually Isaiah 61 and I'm going to read that to you I said it was 64 excuse me so 61 says the year of the Lord's favor the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor in the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Verse three, (laughs) the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So I just wanted to encourage all of us in our job fields and career of whatever it is that we do to do it for one as unto God, because that's the one who gave us the gift, right? He's the gift giver. And not to forget that we're there not only for us, but we're there for those people that we serve. Everything that we do is of service. Everything. Even if it's not the quote unquote, the service industry, doesn't matter if you're a corporate CEO you serve the people that are on your team, you serve your customers, you serve your clients, you are always serving. So I just wanted to encourage us with that. I'm so sorry for the beauty segment, it kind of cut off, I re-listened to it and it kind of cut off a little bit, but I just wanted to encourage you guys to do all things unto God and to do all things that Christ gives you, strength to do, because um, we're here for him, right? I have a blessed day, bye-bye. Good afternoon, evening, morning for most. Um, Today I wanted to do a podcast on when your season is bleak. Um, It's actually something that I'm actually going to be transparent about right here on the podcast because it has been quite the water wave ride for me the past couple years. And my friend and I, uh, Asprey123 here, who also has her own anchor podcast, are always talking and reflecting on our lives and what we feel like God is doing what he may be doing what he hasn't done and where we are in our lives and right now I'm just in a season of um not discontentment I would say a season of waiting but a season of God where are you (laughs) and that's being honest I could I could post all day every day a lot of you guys listen and I thank you guys um, for tuning in to the podcast but it's like a I know when you know the promises that God has promised to you but yet and still to see those things reveal you start to kind of draw back a little bit and say God what is going on we constantly hear the weight we constantly hear the scriptures on weight we know them based on the Psalms or whatever but 
delighting yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. We know that. And there's just so many things that have lined up for me in the past that I've just been seeking God about, about what he's shown me about my future. And though I can't see everything, I may not know everything. Um, I do believe that he has a plan. Um, it's hard though. And I just, this is just being God honest truth. And when your season is bleak, what do you do? Do you trust him? And I have to be honest with myself. Trust has been a huge, a huge thing for me with God. Um, I could start by saying that it started as a little girl. Um, I used to hear the Lord's voice when I was a little girl and it started like right after my father passed. And then I got saved, you know, when you go into the church and you say, do you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? And you say, yes. Um, first it was my oldest brother, then it was my middle brother, then it was me. And we all got saved the same day. Was I walking in that? No, I don't know how many times I rededicated my life to the Lord after that. But as a child, I used to hear from God. I used to have dreams and um, God used to speak to me and I used to write it down when I was a kid. Crazy, right? No, not crazy because it was God. Um, And then throughout my life, I think the trust issues came in when I a lot of us have this issue when we lose a parent or a parent is not present or kids go through divorce um, that you start to treat God like. It's if it was your father, if your father wasn't there for you or you felt rejected by your dad. Of course, if a child lost their father at a really early age, they're going to start to feel some rejection. They're going to start to feel some things that need to be healed. Um, And in my life, it has taken so many years for those things to get healed. But I know God has been working on that process as I continue to give those layers to him. And I'm doing a lot better now than I was years ago, you know, because I started to realize, gosh, I I still have these trust issues. And I remember someone came to me and uh, a mentor at the time who was um, working with me on a lot of different things spiritually. And she was just like, you kind of come to God asking him what you need for him, kind of like if you were a man, like, kind of demanding and I never looked at it like that this was only a couple years ago and then I started to really realize it's like God really do I come to you like that and there will be those times where you know I reverence God and I come to him and I humble myself before him but I think the reason why I did that was because I there were some things that I felt like I lacked and I needed from my dad my true father and I didn't get those things from him so I started to attach those things to my dad um, as if those things were God's problems and his fault and I would come to God like I need this I need this from you but really I just needed his healing and his love and to feel like I can trust him because I didn't trust God in a lot of areas of my life um, financially that was that was an issue for me even though God showed himself faithful even when I've given my tithes like God told me to trust him on Sunday at church and I'll tell the story I don't have to but and and tithe $50 and I was just like uh, okay, <laughs> you know, and um, I did. And the next day, God showed up for me, like literally quickly, and the same amount of money, even more. And I was just like, okay, God, I trust you now, you know, in this area because I have been faithfully giving my tithes, and it's just it's it's not always easy. And when you say you trust God, but then He tests you. It's going to be a test because he wants to you to really see things like supernaturally. And I think sometimes we look at so many things with our eye and God has an eagle eye. He has piercing eyes to see way beyond this world. And sometimes because we live in it, we only look at what we see. And I, I need my faith to twist, you know, to the point where my feelings go to the backseat and then my faith is over feelings, you know, and, 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 
and, and I've been praying to God for that. And there are days when I believe, and I, I've literally have had the faith where I believe that somebody was going to raise from the dead when I went to their funeral. Like I've literally had faith where I thought my friend was going to raise up, you know, when she was, she was, you know, battling breast cancer. And I was just so mad at God when he to- chose to take her home and, because I was believing that God was going to raise her up. And there's been times where I've just been wanting to see miracles in my life happen. And God has come through for me, not, you know, but there are just times where you just trust in moments with God and, and he wants to take you on a wild, a wild ride of always believing in him, always trusting in him. And I have to be honest and forthcoming about myself and my will and in saying god i want your will but still going my own way and my pride of life and that has been an issue for me for a lot of years because pride has been an issue in my family in general you know but that has been something that sometimes you don't realize you know pride could be people could think well she thinks she's better or i have this job and i'm this or i'm that it's not even that it's just like you thinking that you can do things in your own strength and this is what i've learned it's just learned behavior because I grew up in a, you know, culturally, you know, we've kind of been that type of family, even in my family, in my life, I've just kind of learned to deal with stuff and like, not really sweep it under the rug, but kind of like, oh, well, we'll deal with that later. Or we've had a lot of loss in my family. And so that's just been hard and just bearing a lot of things um, under the surface, but not dealing with it. And when I started to go to counseling, like maybe about two years ago I started to really realize that these are a lot of layers in me that I needed to give to God and his strength exchange for my own was one of those things so I really just wanted to really just be honest and forthcoming on the podcast today I really didn't have to be but because I had this this challenge the last week it was a career challenge and it was hard because I had to decline something that I thought was going to be so great for me and just say to God I trust you because even though this looks like this might be great you could have something greater right around the corner and I just want to be honest with you guys on the podcast because I feel like this is an open forum for me to speak all openly and not just encourage you but to be vulnerable and say like this is what I'm struggling with so those of you that know the Lord and know how to get a prayer through please keep your girl in prayer for the path that God has for me because he already knows it even though I don't see it all like someone told me I have to take those steps um as if there are lamps and he lights the way because sometimes if you see everything it'll overwhelm us like with Moses he had to tell Moses to take different steps and it wasn't until God told him to do that one thing well you had to take your action and put the staff down in order for you to see the Red Sea is going to part and I don't think God necessarily told Moses everything he told him little things by 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 the path that they had to take when the him and the Israelites were going through the wilderness you know so so many things in so many different places but I just want to say thank you guys for listening and and keep me in prayer and I thank God for my friend Asprey 123 please follow her because she always has some great encouraging life coaching things that she does and she life coaches with me and doesn't even realize it so I'm just so grateful for her that she's able to pray with me and and go through the motions because those of us that always try to be strong for others we have our weak moments and this has been mine but it's not a weak moment it's a faith moment and I just thank you guys for realizing with me some of the things that you have to work on too because we all can struggle with a faith thing but I just want to encourage you to keep pushing and not to give up okay when your faith when when things look bleak continue to trust God and I'm going to continue to trust God too God bless you guys take care Greetings, everyone. This is Ebony Sheree of 
the Kingdom Trends podcast here on Anchor. I just wanted to just reflect a little bit about some of the things that I've been just sensing and feeling um, just spiritually um, myself um, in regards to a lot of things that I've been seeing lately in regards to like cancer and death. Um, I just first would like to make a disclaimer that for one, um, I don't want to feel or seem insensitive to those who are battling this horrendous disease or uh, or anything, but this is going to be a particularly an address to the church and people that, you know, would refer to themselves as Christians who believe in Jesus Christ and who have accepted him as their savior and believe that he came and died for um, those who, 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 you know, are in the world. Um, but, be, you know, feel free to listen, even if you don't believe that uh, this podcast is for everyone. If you don't understand anything or would like to have get more insight on some things, you can always email me at trendskingdom at gmail.com. That's T-R-E-N-D-S as in Sam, kingdom as a kingdom at gmail.com. But, um, so I just recently saw a post on Instagram. Um, I think she is a host on I follow her. She's a host on one of the chef shows. But anyway, her sister just passed away from breast cancer, I believe it was. And it just, it sat in my heart and I, I immediately started to cry. Um, she isn't the first person that has passed away from cancer. I'm sure those of you that are listening in um, have experienced loss. And um, I myself actually have experienced it. Um, with fairly a few people in my life, some women have beat it. Three of my friends did not. Um, this actually happened last year. Uh, my really dear good friend um, of over 10 years passed away of breast cancer last um, November, and it was really, really hard. Um, and prior to that, her sisters that were twins passed away. So you can only imagine. Funny thing about this story is, um, when her sisters were going through it, her first, uh, sister, a twin, the first twin, um, I, I actually wasn't as close to the twin sisters as I was my friend, um, because she was the closest one to me who I'd been around all those years who we were just really close. Um, and spiritually close, I guess, more than anything, as opposed to just in the physical. She was really like a sister to me, like, honestly. Like, even if we didn't talk, I, you know, we, she would check in, I would check in with her, and it's just like, you know, long, long-time friends, no matter what happened, she was always gonna be my girl. Um, but it just, it was crazy that I wasn't as close to her twin sisters, but when they were going through their process of, of cancer, I felt like I got close to them, and then when they passed away, that was hard for me because I kind of got upset with God um, because he decided to take them, um, and he has reasons that sometimes we never will know why God chooses to do things, and I guess that's the whole point of trusting him, and um, it's like, I, I was upset with God because I was like, God, why would you allow for them to be taken? you know, when I got close to them, you know, it's like you get close to people and then he, he takes them, you know, and it's hard. And I know those of you that have experienced loss probably have had these questions too. And these weren't the only women I've lost in my life. I've lost my niece. Um, um, she was 53 days old. Um, I lost 
course my grandparents too um and my father passed when I was a little girl and I lost my godmom one of my godmoms I still have one that's still living thank god god has spared her life and but it's just like an ongoing loss for me and um the whole cancer thing just struck me because I as a Christian woman we believe in the word right um as Christian people the bible and one of the main things that has been a big thing for me has been healing and believing in the miracles that Jesus did and when I've prayed for those things and I've had faith for those things happening in people's lives that are close to me and when they don't it's not that I question God I just I have more of a question for the church and and what are we not doing to bring those things to life like what are we not doing to see these miracles happen like they're happening in some countries they're happening here and there but why is it not an ongoing process my my question is not even really for God because I know what he wants to see based on the truth of the word and when it doesn't happen I I immediately go to what are what God what is the church not doing you know I know that he does say that if my people who are called by my name you know would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways so really that's a call to action to his people that already claim him that already know him that he's looking for us to change our ways in order for him to come through and heal our land and so my question is to us why is not God healing cancer why is God not he is in some instances right but in others he's not and when I think about my life personally and the things that I've experienced and seen I just my heart just it sinks because I'm like God we should see more of your hand moving we should see people coming into hospitals being prayed for and instantly walking off of that bed of affliction if we could believe in so many different things like I watch videos sometimes because I get I delight in the fact that God moves the way that he does spiritually and sometimes I like to watch those uh, those videos that not everybody's videos um, everybody watches videos like this about when people die and then they come back to life and they have like experienced heaven or they've seen like really dark stuff or or they've just uh, somebody prayed them back to life or 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 something like like trans transcendent if that's the word I'm trying to look for right now I don't know it's really early in the morning so forgive me something really like supernatural happened in their life and they they come back and they've experienced this this real world that's realer than our world here and I love watching those kind of videos because it just reminds me of that heaven is just not that far away and it also reminds me that this world is not my home particularly it might be your home but it ain't my home (laughs) you know so it's just my 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 urge is to us is to really just take a look with from within and I've been looking at myself lately and there's some things God is like putting a lens on in me and magnifier glasses and, and, and it's just like mm, I'm, I'm looking deeper into this Ebony and you need to check this you gotta fix this you gotta work on this part stop getting into the same rut and I'm, I'm working on these things but it makes me feel like God where is the church at when we need to be going laying our hands on the sick in in the cancer centers and seeing them recover because we just have that much faith or we're clear of our own selfish will and we say not the will of my own but the will of the father to use me to go into these places or for people to come to us in the church and just like I just need healing I need pray to be prayed for to remove our even our signature agenda of church as it is so natural and so so normal 
and move our agenda out the way. And if somebody comes there and it's like, I'm looking for prayer, I'm battling this, I'm battling that, I have sores on my knees, I need to be prayed for that in that instant, we are praying as a body and that person gets healed on the spot. Like that's what I'm looking for. It's 2019. I need to see miracles. Like I want to see miracles, not only in my own life. You know, when my friend passed away in last November, I was very angry because I believed so hard without a shadow of my doubt that God was going to raise her up. Even when it was looking bad, even when she was on hospice, like I was like, I need God to just do a miracle and like not even, not even people be there for him to just do it himself because that's what he he believes you know to do as he's God and he knows what he can do he spoke this world into existence of course surely he could speak his daughter up off that bed of affliction you know so but it takes us you know and you know I I I'm I'm okay now you know I'm not I'm not bitter about it (laughs) because you know like they say your arms is too short to box with God so though I do box with him quite a bit I know my place I do, you know, I'm a warrior, so he knows that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have questions for him, but it's really a question for us as a body, why aren't we seeing the miracles that we should, I know there's a lot of people's stories that are like, yeah, I got healed of cancer, I got healed of this, I got healed of that, and maybe it was based off of their own faith too, and the thing that they were walking out, but I just, I so look at us as a church body and say, why are all these people being taken out, you know, um, and it just put, just a hurt on me to see that that woman's sister passed away yet another soul taken you know god uses it as a as a i mean to get our attention too i do believe but it's just too many people going away and no we can't just blame it on the food um all of that different stuff we can there's i mean our environment is causing a lot of this stuff too you know um toxic toxics you know toxicities and in different areas and and all of that stuff but regardless of that if someone's sick they should come to the the healer for recovery right you know jesus even mentioned that ain't the people that are whole and healed that need a doctor is sick right so the reality is there's so many people that that are in need of a savior and that are in need of a healer you know that since we as Christians believe in that people should be able to come to our homes they should be able to come to the church you know the four walls so to speak but they all should be should be coming to us and it's just just a cry for us to like take a look at ourselves and I don't know who's listening to this and I don't know if anybody would even hear me out but it just saddens my heart to continue to see people just continue to pass away from cancer and not be healed because it's our duty as believers to go out into the world and make disciples right but it's also our duty to follow the gospels and the life that Jesus lived to see people get resurrected from the dead to see people get raised up from the blood of affliction and to be made whole outside of just the healing and the sickness part but in the infirmities in their heart too so um i just want to pray for us um so yeah dear lord i just humble myself before you and i just ask that you would forgive me of every debt i i even gate did you know this past weekend or this week or just this whole year beginning um the church is in some instances suffering god because we have 
failed to look to you to heal us in those areas that needed you to heal us and deliver us from things that have caused you pain and anguish. You know, we want to be those people who are called by your name, who humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways of jealousy, spite, envy, um, derogatory language, curses that we speak over each other, bitterness, unforgiveness, a major one, God. And we want to see you heal our land and deliver us, God, because it starts with your people. Um, I just ask you, Lord, that you would just awaken hearts this year to see things new. Not It's just not about Instagram and everybody doing their thing and securing their bag. What we need to do is secure the Lord, secure the true word, the living gospel, and go out into the world and make disciples. That bag will be secure when you seek him first, when you turn from your, your own selfishness of, of trying to seek so much in what the world is doing and not even looking at what God is doing in your life particularly. Um, God wants to see our hearts change and transformed. And God, I want that to start with me, Ebony, your servant, who claims to love you so much. Yet, God, when we're far away from you, God, you want to see us closer. And that means dying to ourselves, dying to our daily will, and wanting you to be at the forefront of it. So I just ask, dear Lord, that you would help us. And that you would help us to heal and you would help us to do these things in miracles like your son and servant did, Father. God, we just ask that you would just continue to love on us, purge us, so that we can produce good fruit that people can eat from that tree. God, I thank you, dear Lord, for just helping us to submit to you this year. As hard as it is sometimes and as many questions as even myself has had, have had, um, I just ask that you would answer those even in your silence. And give me peace about it, even if you don't choose to give me an answer for those things. God, I just thank you for those that might be listening that don't know you. um, That their hearts would turn um, to who loves them most. God, I just ask that you would just continue to remove the veils from our eyes and help us to see you clearly. That that we don't have a lot of time, God, but with the time that we have left, let us make left, excuse me, let us make the most of it, Father. I just ask these things in Jesus' name with a sincere and pure heart, Father. Amen. God bless you all. Calling all birthdays of February, the month of February, which also includes my mother and my late father, whose birthday was on the 2nd, and my birthday daddy in heaven. Um, I just want to wish all y'all a happy birthday. I know um, a lot of people love to be celebrated. I included. I love celebrating birthdays. I love throwing events and parties. I love to throw myself events and parties for birthdays. So I know how it is when you want somebody to, you know, just recognize you on your born day. It's a very special day because God allowed you to be brought into the world regardless of how you got here. You're you're meant to have a purpose and God um, has something special for you. So I pray that you have a blessed day. And it's your birthday. You don't got to do nothing. But you do have to go to work if that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) God bless you guys. Happy birthday. Good morning, Anchor. Um, There's a few, um, I want to say, podcasts that I've done and I've talked about um, 
some where I've mentioned a temptation and God not being the tempter, but the enemy, um, God tests us. And I just wanted to clarify some things using the scripture. Um, so in James, it speaks of that particular thing that I was referencing. I want to make sure that I back up things with scripture and not just be talking. And y'all be like, what is she talking about? Where is this coming from? You know, there's ways that people explain things and interpret scriptures in different ways, as long as it's right in the right context. And I love the Bible that I have because it breaks things down in context at the bottom of each scripture so that I have the right context. So in James, it says, uh, starting in verse one, verse 13, it says, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed then after desire has conceived it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death so that's a scripture to um, read and understand Uh, I'll also read the bottom where it kind of talks about Um, that particular scripture, it says people who live for God often wonder why they still have temptations. Does God tempt them? God tests people, but he does not tempt them by trying to seduce them into sin. God allows Satan to tempt people. However, in order to refine their faith and to help them grow in their dependence on Christ, we can resist the temptation to sin by turning to God for strength and choosing to obey his word. And so um, there's also a scripture that talks about God providing uh, a way of escape for us when we do get tempted or tested in certain areas. And I think it's so important um, that we remember that we have the strength of God in us. We follow, you know, Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ (laughs) Um, and that Jesus is within us. Uh, And I think it's powerful that God has planted that in us to show us that you have you have the strength to endure this temptation. You don't have to give into it. You know what I mean? There's many times where I've given into it. I'm like, I ain't, I, God just say, well, just walk away. You know what I mean? Um, so, but um, the scripture to re- reference when it comes to that is I'm going to read the New Living Translation. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. It says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand when you are tempted. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Be blessed, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. ugly duckling. So today I felt this need to cover some bases on feeling beautiful and knowing who you are inside and out. Um, For the young ladies out there that may be listening, teenagers specifically or any woman, um, there's just some things that I feel like we need to understand about ourselves and who we are um, as women and how to love ourselves um, at the core and making sure that God is at the forefront of that love. Because if you don't love God, you don't have love. You don't even know what love is. You know what I mean? Because love is, it's so fickle when it's human love, but the God love that we have is so unconditional. And when that love is inside of you, you can unconditionally love someone, even when they do you wrong. You may not put up with the stuff, but at the same time, you have this grace and knowing that God loves you. And since God loves you and you're infinite and inability to be perfect, (laughs) you can use that same measure 
to love others, you know. So there's a scripture that I want to go over and a little background about my love, (laughs) self-love. I remember I had some issues with my self-worth due to the way that I felt about myself about, you know, it could have been things that were spoken over my life and my childhood, you know, even when people mean well or just borderline not feeling secure enough in myself. Um, But the beauty of the Lord wiped over all of those stains and lies from the enemy and told me how beautiful I am. And I remember when people used to say things when I was in college, I would read the Psalms 139 over my life about being fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is so true. And I see a lot of scriptures and of that on Instagram and all over. And it's it's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. Because when I started to read that scripture, I actually started to believe what it said. So words are powerful. I posted on the Instagram page at kingdom underscore trends words produce and God gave me that because when he spoke in the beginning it was so so when we speak those things out of our mouth it will be so whether they're negative whether they're positive even if you speak self-doubt and self low self-esteem over yourself it will come and produce because you'll continue to stay in that cycle so God wanted me to share with you about feeling like the ugly duckling and how he made you beautiful and we need to know that in the beginning God said that everything he made was good he didn't say anybody was ugly he didn't call anybody the b word he didn't call anybody the n word he didn't call anybody the f word he called you good and to not only be good he said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made so when you were created in your mother's womb whomever you might have been However, you might have gotten here, whether in a marriage, out of rape, whatever, God produced you. He knew that regardless, when he spoke in the beginning, you're going to be fruitful and multiply. Whether you was going to be married or not, you come together with someone that's of the opposite sex, you're going to produce. <laughs> the odds of you producing are going to be high. And you're going to make a child. And that's what he spoke in the beginning. So it was just like when the curse came over that everyone has to die because of the disobedience in the very beginning. I got to die. And you see that coming to fruition. When God spoke, it was. And there was no retract back from that. So it's the same over our lives, over our hearts. So I'm telling you, it's so imperative that we read this word. And I'm still having to go back and stick to it and and listen to it. And it's not about being boastful. Because I know sometimes people like, well, she cocky. She she all up and thinking herself there's one thing where God says well you love yourself more than me or you thinking yourself is this you think you're that make your boast in the Lord not yourself so it's very important to stay humble and feeling beautiful but it's like I'm only beautiful because God created me to be that not of anything of myself because I didn't even make myself so with that said um I'm gonna go to the scripture 139 I'm going to start in verse 13 and it says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And I'm going to stop there. For one thing, I'm looking at verse 14 and it popped out to me. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Not I praise me. With social media, we all get praise, right? We all get likes. We all get follows. But it says in here in verse 14 for us that believe in God and Christ Jesus, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, which means I didn't make myself. I didn't create myself. I'm only beautiful because God made me this way so it's taking that little bit and realizing 
If you are ugly duckling, start to praise God and tell him, God, I thank you that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You created me this way. You made me to be beautiful. I am not ugly. I am not lower than. I am not less than. You said I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am loved and dearly cared for by my father. Speak those things that be not as though they already are. If you don't believe those things, you still might have just that little bit of faith. You got to start adding all those scriptures together. That makes sense. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if you don't feel beautiful, you better have faith that you got. You're going to have some substance and hope for that. You're going to find yourself feeling beautiful after you read these scriptures. And it's not even beauty. Beauty is, I think it's so, can be so vain if it's seen as the world because the world only sees certain things as beautiful, I think. Um, not everyone in the world, but things that are beautiful, we find on the inside of our heart. And I think God checks our heart because he knows when there's ugliness in your heart. You know what I mean? We all have been the ugly duckling, okay? In some way, shape, or form. But I think it's so important to know that God is is the one that created us. And it's okay to find yourself beautiful and fearfully made. He said you were made fearfully. You were wonderfully made. Those are big words. And I think sometimes people get so weird about certain words that are used. But God, his wording is even powerful. You know, love is a powerful word. He said our frame was not hidden from him. It's like a lot of times we give, you know, people give credit to parents. Oh, y'all kids, they look just like you. No, 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 no. They have traits of their parents, perhaps, but because they came through these two vessels. But we were created by God. That's who we praise. You know, he made us. He wanted our eyes to look the way he is. Our toes. The I look at, you know, when you go and you go into the bank or different places where they need your fingerprint everybody's fingerprint is different. Like I just want to, I, it just makes me think about how marvelous he is that he even knows the numbers on our heads. Like we are all his babies. Like, you know what I mean? When a mom knows her baby, she knows the baby in and out. She knows when she's hungry. She knows when she's tired. She knows everything about her, but just imagine God times 500 knowing even more than that mother knows about that child because he created that child. That's why when Hannah got Samuel, she gave that child back to the Lord because she knew this was my baby that God gave me to me. Now I got to give him back. So it's just like finding ourselves in the beauty of God's creation is so important. He wanted me to share that with you today. Like if you feel like the ugly duckling, as I have felt, I was called ugly when I was little, um, just to piggy, uh, go backtrack. Um, but I don't know. It might've just stuck, but I, I don't know if it it really stuck as much because I, I feel like my mom was so good and I praise God for my mom about telling me how pretty I was. She she would put that seed and she planted that seed in me. And even though there were, there were times where I didn't feel like I was as pretty as the next girl or whatever, you know, I started to realize I was like, we're all different. We're all beautiful. Or I don't have to have her type of hair to feel like I'm beautiful. We're different. We could admire everyone else's beauty and tell them how beautiful and pretty they are and, 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 and admire that. But my mom was really good about that. It was, I think, that aspect of not feeling beautiful because I didn't get those affirmations from my father because he passed away when I was six years old. So like, you know, trying to find that in men or trying to get that from men or you know even feeling weird when my brother told me you know told other people oh my sister's so pretty it was just like huh like it was weird because I didn't never really get that affirmation from my father so even to hear him say that to me was like what you think I'm pretty like you know you're some siblings don't really talk about each other we used to call each other bad names and god I thank god that I repented for that like we were bad me and my brothers I ain't gonna lie but I'm thankful for that because man, like my brother sees me as pretty and I can take that as like, you know, I am beautiful. I'm pretty, but I'm hoping that people see the prettiness of my heart as opposed to any cocky or 
arrogant or prideful thoughts that I have about me because I didn't even create myself. So it's just like, you know how people be going around doing stuff to people. I'm like, you know, anything can happen to your face, <laughs> you know, you know, anything can happen to your, your, your little legs that you think is so fly. You modeling out there on these streets, your blood can get broken. What God be teaching this lev- le- uh, levels of humility too. You're just like, girl, but you got scars, <laughs> like, you know, I'm just kidding around, but no, I think God wanted me to just break this down for everyone because Um, I think we just need to be reminded of the beauty of ourselves. And I think sometimes even parents, you mothers, you know, sometimes you could put yourself aside for your child. And I know a lot of moms are out here slaying. Like I'll be on Instagram, like, look at that mama. She's in her fifties. She had her kids. She is, she's doing it. Or it'd be a mom that just had her baby and she's got her hair like done and she's in the bath, you know, she's in the bed, like just gave birth to her child. Like people are like, moms now don't look raggly or homely. Okay. (laughs) They're like fresh out of the womb, fresh off the runway. And I think it's beautiful, you know, like you should be feeling your best self and, you know, taking the time to get yourself together, not just for the gram, let's just say, but because you love and you care about yourself. And I think back in the day, sometimes moms would put themselves aside and they, you know, I worked with women that were pregnant and sometimes they would just not look their best self because they were trying to just give so much time and energy to their baby. They didn't even have time to put on makeup. They didn't even have time to shower. I was like, Oh Lord, teach me how to do these things now and to time manage because it's not as easy, you know, but I just wanted to remind you that because of your faithfulness, you are still beautiful. The beauty of your heart is doing for others in service and I think that's why I I love reading about the Proverbs 31 woman because it doesn't really talk about her beauty you know I can go and reference that but I don't recall it saying anything about her beauty it's talking about her doing and her service and I think that's what makes her beautiful is service to others you know and I think having a heart like God, you know, we don't adorn ourselves with all of these jewels and stuff. And God created these things for us to enjoy, you know, but in materialistic things, I mean, we've all, you know, gotten things that are name brand or whatever here and there. But I just think, what's a name in a brand is us. We're fearfully, wonderfully made. You know, what's a name in as a brand is you. You are what matter. I think about when people pass away, and I'm not going to be for you long, their name is what's on their tombstone, right? So it's not your brand, your business, <laughs> you know, what you did, your husband's name, you know, you yourself and you were the brand. What did you do with that gap? You know, nobody cares about the stuff that you did. I mean, it'll live on for legacies if you're, you know, a company that's lasting for throughout the years. But it's like your name is the end. You know, you put your name there. And I think that's even so powerful that when you're born, it's so important that you put a birth certificate together. And when you die, the birth, the death certificate. And it's like, there's that in between, you know, um, being fearfully, wonderfully made is such a powerful thing. And I, I, I just hope that we start to feel that way about ourselves. And you know, sometimes I could look at myself in ways that I'm like, and I'll look at a picture, you know, I remember this lady looked at a picture of me and, and we were talking and it was when I was going through a lot, um, when I was living in Oregon and she was just like, something in your spirit has changed. And she just looked at that in a picture and she didn't even know me. That was the first day I met her, but I was just like, a picture could read a thousand words. And I think sometimes people can see things in you that have changed even over throughout time. And I know that I look at some pictures of like how I was in college, (laughs) ratchet, that'll be another segment (laughs) to now. And I'm like, I am so not that same person. (laughs) Thank God for salvation and grace. And God is so loving that he'll even let you go your own way for a little bit (laughs) until you choose to serve him and do what he's asked you to do. Um, but 
I just, I feel like I feel so different, you know, and there's things God is still shedding off in my life. Don't get me wrong. I am not a perfect person and never will be. None of us will be. But I just even see a change in my heart. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's love. And I think it's just self self awareness of who I am and God and not anything else. And I think it's so important that we stop seeing what the world sees about us. Like I, I my heart kind of, kind of, kind of gets a little broken for the young generation that thinks they have to take off their clothes and be on Instagram that thinks they have to be in a bra and panties on Instagram to be famous that thinks oh I gotta post this picture oh I gotta I gotta post this I gotta be in this I gotta be in this Gucci oh lord you know or whatever and I know sometimes people get paid for those things so you gotta you gotta make your your ends and stuff but I'm just thinking like why do we have to settle for less God said you're fearfully and wonderfully made he formed you in your mom's womb you don't have to be like the ugly duckling and because you're set apart or uh, out, feel outcasted, you don't fit in anyway. So you might as well just do what's best for you and not, but not in that regard, you know, not in that way. I think it's so important that we look to ourselves with more, more, uh, more of what God has made us to be more, more to speak. I want to be careful and not coming off prideful or self-righteous because people might think that doesn't matter what you think. Cause I know my heart. Um, God knows my heart actually, but it's just, seeing ourselves the way God sees us. If we look at the world's image of what we see, we're going to be trying to please the world in the way that they see us in the mirror. But if we look at God's mirror for us and we see what God says, then we'll start to look the way that God sees us. And then we'll start to activate that the way that God sees us. So I would encourage you to get a mirror, get a mirror (laughs) and look in that mirror and literally ask God, what do you see? And take five minutes to actually be quiet don't have no noise on don't have Instagram on (laughs) but be quiet and ask him God what do you see and let him speak to your heart I'm sure he'll listen and he'll hear you and he'll speak to you about what he sees in you I think sometimes we don't ask God what we what he sees in us and we'll read the scriptures and we're not focused on anything but just trying to get through the day or focus on okay Lord let me have a good day you know spiritual fruits I need that but ask him what does he see because sometimes we get clouded with this world and I'm telling you I have too and I don't want the world to to, to define me God said it you're Ebony Sheree I called you beautiful you God called you fearfully wonderfully made to serve me with your life to make you happy to make you pleased by you know pleased by the things that I do for you not this world this world will perish but only what you even do for me will last only what I do for you will last (laughs) let me flip that one And it's like, dang, that's true, Lord. What you do for me will last because everything that you give me, I'm going to even be able to carry on throughout eternity. And that's the beautiful thing. And I think we need to understand that. So if you're listening today, I want to just encourage you to see the way yourself God sees you um, and to praise him because he has created something fearful and wonderful. Be blessed today, guys. Good morning, Anchor. Oh, it's not even morning. (laughs) More like almost evening because it's almost five o'clock. I'm just so used to always doing a podcast in the morning. I I guess I forgot that so many hours have gotten away from me. But I had this inkling and I wanted to share it because it was so important to me. And it was so like eye-opening to me that I had this vision of David. And I was thinking about like I was speaking and declaring like positive things over my life and praying over my future and being covered and my my future and my 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 finances and everything being blessed and nothing being attacked and just covering myself and 
I remember I had a dream of myself and it was just like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a petite woman, petite lady. And in the dream, it was like this big giant, you know, in front of me. And I was just like, you know how you would be afraid if you saw somebody really big? And it, it reminded me of David and Goliath. And I was just standing there, but I was so unbothered. I was so unafraid. And I was like, in the dream, I had this inkling that I was going to defeat this giant, whatever it was. It could have been fear. It could have been just um, anything to try to come against me, you know, in the season of my life or whatever. It's just been trying to stop what God moves on my life. It's just like, you have no authority, you have no power. And so I was reminded of David. And like God gave me an inkling about him. Not only did he defeat the Goliath, but remember that David was already slaying lions and bears before he got to Goliath. So he was what? He was practicing. (laughs) So let this be a word for us. Continue to practice. Practice the word. Put it into practice. Uh, Speak those things over what you're going to conquer, you know, um, Declare what you want to see done and make sure that you know that it's incongruent with God's will for your life. But if God already told you something, he already reminded you of a promise that he has for you, declare that. Declare that your family is going to be blessed. Declare that the affectionate prayers of the righteous will be availeth much in your life because people have been praying for you. There's peace that's sowing. There's blessings that are showing. There, cherish your family and, and love on your family and, and know that you're unique and you're blessed and you're a hopeful person and that those things that God put in you are going to come to pass and no enemy, no devil, no person, no hater, no no, no one even in your family or your foes or your friends can come against what God has for you because it is for you. And in the scripture to back this up that David was already slaying these, these things and these, these animals and these big things before he got to the big main thing that he was going to sl- uh, slay. It's found in 1 Samuel 17 verse 34 through 36 and it reads, um, this is the new American Standard Version. I usually do NV, um, not NIV, but New King James Version. But I'm just going to read this for you. But David, starting verse 34, but David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from its, his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your 36. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Let me read that again. 36. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, which means he was practicing. Remember, he was already killing and slaying. These are these are wild beasts and animals that could take you out in a heartbeat. But David was slaying these mugs prior to Philistine slaying, okay? Your servant killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be. He didn't say he might be. He didn't say maybe he's going to be. No, he's going to be. Will be. Which means he's already slain, people. I'm preaching to myself on today. On tonight. Because it's five. Will be like one of them. Since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Know that you are part of the army of the living God. If you claim to be someone that loves the Lord Jesus. Accepts him as your personal slaver. Believes in everything that he has for you. Is for you. You are part of that army. So me. Meaning you have the ability and the power and authority. Just like David did. To slay that Philistine Goliath or army or big giant in your life. I'm going to pray for us. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for this Friday, fantastic Friday that you've created and you allow for us to live one more day. God, I just thank you for the power and authority that you've given every single living soul that is listening to this podcast, including myself. I thank you, dear Lord, that we're speaking life into our situations that seem dead. We're speaking hope into situations that seem hopeless. God, we're speaking 
faith over fearful situations. And we're declaring by the authority of Christ given to us that all things will come together. As you said, Lord God, and no weapon formed against your servants will prosper. No weapon formed against your living army will prosper. God, everything that tongue and thing that rises up against the knowledge of father and God and your people that are walking in the light will be subjective to be long gone and not fervent in our lives. Holy God, Holy Spirit, God, I pray that there's an awakening this year and even in this season for people that are feeling low. Lord God, that everything that the enemy tried to take is about to be restored. Know that God has everything in storage for you. That storage unit is about to bust open. Just take time to believe God and praise him. We praise for already what has happened. We praise for what's about to come through because even when it looks bleak, your faith is what moves God. So continue to praise the praise him through the trial and the tribulation. Praise him for he is coming through for you this season. Know that, believe it, and take heed at his word. Love you guys. Be blessed. Greetings, Anchor. It's Ebony Sheree of Kingdom Trends. How y'all doing today? It's been a couple weeks, huh? Or it feels like it. Um, but I just wanted to actually piggyback on a older segment that I did, what was, um, more of like the business brains and beauty segment, um, covering the beauty industry and how I was talking about, um, a young lady who came and sat in my chair, uh, when I was working for Macy's one year and she kind of started pouring out her heart to me about how she didn't want to strip anymore. And, um, I was kind of playing that. Uh, segment back. Sometimes I like to listen to the segments to see how, you know, it impacted even me. You know, sometimes like, it's like you writing a book and you reading your own book. You know, sometimes you get weird about reading your own stuff or hearing your own song and stuff like that. But I, sometimes I like to hear back the playback. I'm like, man, God, you really were encouraging me, you know, with that. But it dawned on me that I actually want to even encourage men. Like I encourage that young woman and you know, I just listened to her at this most of the most of the time. And um, but if you're a male and you're in that lifestyle of you know dancing, not in the uh, I would say in, in the exotic field, <laughs> or just a man that goes and sits and watch women do that, my encourage to you is to start to see your self worth more than just that. Because when you see yourself better, you'll start to see other people better. And when you treat you better, you'll treat other people better. That goes for women, that goes for men. You'll have more respect for yourself. You'll have more respect for your children. You'll have more respect for your wife. You'll have more respect for your girl that you're dating. You'll have more respect for women that you see on the street. You won't just address them in any kind of way. You won't call them any kind of name because you got respect for you. You are a man of valor. You're not a man that is vicious. You're not a man that is reluctant to just want to just attack a woman or talk bad about her if you don't get what you want from her because it's not about you. You see what I mean? We need to start empowering so many different people around us and you as a man can do that even for women. If there's a woman even chasing you and you're not into her like that, you know, you can shun her off in a very respectful way. It's like, ma, you a beautiful queen. You don't need to come at me like that. And if she sees you past that, she obviously has low self-esteem. So you don't even need to address that. Just addressing you and seeing you the way that you want to see you as a respectful young man is like, nah, you can see yourself as that. You don't have to see yourself less than and treat other people less than because you don't have the value that you need. No, young men, you need to see yourself as kings. You need to see yourself 
beyond even what society says you are. This goes for any ethnicity. I don't know who's all listening today, but I, I, I pray that you're listening with a heart of, of, of openness and a heart of, um, you know, understanding and, and see that this is the time when we need to start seeing each other better. Okay? And I, I, this is just a shout out to my brothers, all the brothers that are listening, all right? That doesn't mean Coco brothers. That means just any brother because you're my brother, especially if you're my brother in Christ, all right? So um, I just hope everybody has a lovely day. It's, uh, I believe it's a hump Wednesday, so it's hump day, so we have went through the week. It's, it's quick. It's going by so fast. We're already in April and we're about to be in May, like cray cray. But I'm just thankful for everyone that listens in. Keep on listening in. There's going to be some new stuff coming. The Kingdom Trends under Kingdom underscore Trends page is going to be revamping um, soon and shortly. We're going to be getting a new uh, blog website. It's just about the time. It's springtime, so seasons change. Uh, different things change, and it's going to be really great. And I also want to share with you guys my new surprise. Some of you probably already see it if you follow me on Instagram. Um, but some of you guys may not. But we'll be coming full-fledged this spring and me and my new surprise so stay tuned bye good morning anchor this is your girl Ebony Cherie here of Kingdom Trends it's been a little while since I've checked in with y'all but I just wanted to say hello how you doing how you doing neighborhood about 71 here in Georgia Georgia and it's still the morning time but no, I was thinking today um, just a little bit of a go about um, how we're great because God is great and um, sometimes we you know listen to certain music in the uh, in music industry or secular world or even like Christian world or uh, gospel world or whatnot, what have you, and people talk about how they're great or they kind of have this egotistical way about them promoting themselves or push pumping themselves up, but then in the same sense, you will sit down and interview with them and they're talking about how humble they are, you know, we'll see, oh, they're so humble, they're so humble, but you can't really speak about you being cocky. If it didn't say you're humble at the same time, there's just no way that there can be both. You know, the two can't merge with each other. There's only one or there's the other. And so I was thinking about how God says in the word that greater is he that is within us than he who is in the world. So it really isn't us that's great. <laughs> We're only great because he's great, you know. Um, like a saying that I always like to say about creation is like, we were created by him, you know. He created us, and we're able to create because of that ability that he gave us, and it just keeps me humble. There's been many times where I've thought I was this or that, or, you know, I was humble in some instances, but humble and not because people pump you up, you know? I'm telling you, pride and arrogance, it is, it's easy to creep in when you don't check it, you know? And a lot of times, I think we talk about how she's the goat he's the goat they're the goat and i've said the thing to go greatest of all time but you know i'm not gonna be super christian about it or super religious or christian you know there's everybody has a great gift and that person is good at what they do is because they practice they're consistent with it and they grow and they continue to enhance their skill but you know we compare people too we're the ones that say we it's like Instagram and people on Instagram and social media are so contradictory because in one instance we'll say 
hey, we shouldn't compare. We shouldn't compete with one another. I'm my only competition, blah, blah, blah. But we'll sit there and compare oranges to apples all the time. We'll compare Beyonce to, you know, so-and-so all the time. And sometimes it's funny and it's a game and it's a joke. You know, I, I listen to podcasts where, you know, like Kev on stage, they do one guy to go about groups and all that. And we're, we're talking about debating who's better. But a lot of times we we do that in a more serious scale too of who's better who's a better singer even in the gospel industry and we compare and all of this stuff and i ain't none of us good without god let me say that again ain't none of us good without god it's just a reminder to keep thyself humble like the word talks about how jesus was a humble servant and he was humble and he considered himself lower you know than others in a lot of instances he knew he was in christ um in god so he was able to humble himself and even when you think about the scriptures what did jesus most of the time did what did he do all the time he always directed people back to the father even when people were trailing behind him oh jesus 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 he was like you know look pointing you back to the father Uh -uh, pointing you back to the father i don't think there's anything wrong with taking compliments and you know, people uh, saying, you know, oh, that was so great that you did that. But it was just like, I remember I had to like tell somebody that the only reason why I was able to do that was because God put that in me. And that's not even being super Christian or super religious because God knows my heart. He knows if I continue to take all this in and oh, you're so good. You're so great. How arrogant you become. We are, we're, we're human. We can't act like we're just this humble servants all the time. Like, no, somebody pumps you up all the time. You're going to start thinking you tight. You're going to think you all that, right? Yeah, you are if you don't humble yourself. So let's just be real with ourselves. You got to be careful with all of that. And I think it's important to really realize that we need to start crediting the creator and what he's called us to do and what he's gifted by us. You watch all these people in the industry. I like to thank God, but most of the time in your what you're doing you're not thanking god you're not praising god you're praising you you're showing people what you can do and that's why people follow behind you and they're idolizing you because of what you do you don't credit god you don't remind people of who gave you the gift you know what i mean you really don't let's just be honest and forthcoming you know so i just wanted to say that you ain't good because you ain't god and for one thing you only good because of god you got it Okay, good. So everybody have a blessed Monday. It's Motivation Monday today. What you got to do today to make things happen? God's way. Bye. adore her to pieces we're training right now um, as far as potty and not biting me goes but I just really love her and she was a blessing from God and um, just thankful for her um, but any event um, today I just wanted to talk about food like I know so many times we talk about um, current events or or God and, and, and blessings and and things that we should probably work on. But I just want to talk about food. So on my Instagram page, I put on there, um, you know how you put your bio in there. Put a couple different things. But I also put that I'm a vegan wannabe. 
So I'm not quite vegan. I'm pretty much vegetarian, sort of pescatarian, because I really, if I eat anything, it's mostly salmon, um, lox salmon to be exact. And I love the lox salmon, Alaskan lox salmon from Trader Joe's. It comes already pre-seasoned, and it's really, really good. Um, I just swapped over because I was going through a lot of different things with my body. Um, I want to start back as early as eighth grade. Um, and then later, later years later, as an adult, I found out that I had had fibroids had as in, I don't anymore because God healed me. Amen. Amen. But dealing with that and not knowing what the problem was, I would eat vegetables. I changed over, um, from certain meats like pork and I stopped really eating beef every now and again, I would eat it. But back in high school, my mom switched over to turkey meat and we kind of start eating it from there. And then just I was tired of the up and down with not feeling well during the times of a woman's menstrual you know to be honest and you know it was just a lot of in and out of the hospital emergency and there was just no 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 answer for everything that I was going through so I knew that I wanted to eat better and I had been praying about it and I know God would show me different things to eat and when I completely cut chicken out for my diet starting 2017 excuse me it changed for me and it wasn't as bad. And I was like, okay. Um, and I didn't want to feel like I was just jumping on the bad wagon to be a vegan. But when I was little, I always used to eat weird. I never really liked chicken as much. Um, in college, I would eat a lot of it, you know, cause I would fry it and we eat it all the time with spaghetti. And I just liked frying chicken back then. But when I was little, even my mom said, I'm not surprised that you're vegetarian or whatever. Cause when you were little, I mean, you really didn't used to eat meat. And I, I would second that cause I thought drumsticks were probably the grossest thing. I still think drumlets drumlets drumsticks are probably one of the grossest things ever I never used to like that part about the chicken the only part I really liked was the wing I would eat the breast of course cut it up eat it in that regard um but I didn't really like chicken as much growing up and so um it wasn't really that hard for me to switch over you know I don't really desire it anymore like I up a friend uh who buys chicken wings sometimes and you talked about how good these lemon pepper honey wings are and sometimes I was like oh I was so close to trying one but I was like no I'm not gonna do it so um I have had like chicken based stuff but not with chicken in it so it'd be like I had a soup but I ate like not the chicken part um but I usually just try to be more conscious of what I'm eating and so a place where I really like to shop um um is Trader Joe's. Uh, every now and again, I might go to Whole Foods to pick up a f- couple things. And when I say couple, I say couple. I really like to go to their lunch area where they have pre-made stuff. And they really have a nice selection of lunch and like dinner type of stuff and cold um, things. Uh, I like their turkey, not turkey. Um, it's their vegan version of uh, tuna salad. Uh, I think, it was, no, chicken salad, excuse me. And it's actually really good. I know sometimes soy can have a interesting taste to it um if you're using soy protein or pea protein or whatever but I really like certain selections but I really do like to shop at Trader Joe's because it's not as expensive as Whole Foods and so many different places are starting to carry more vegan options because they know people are trying to switch over they charge an arm and a leg but I mean if you could set aside a hundred dollars and it's just you as a single person and you know just kind of switch over to eating better and more healthy I think it's just it's great and I like to infuse vegan options in some of the stuff that I make um it just has to taste good to me I remember back in the day when vegan um vegan has always been around a lot of people have eaten place plant-based but when it was just really not really 
going as good as it is now because there's so many different options, so many different flavors. People are starting to do more studies on what's vegan and what isn't. Um, it was just bland to me, and I was like, ugh, this is gross. But I didn't know much else about it, and I didn't do more research when I was younger, so I never really thought to keep looking into it. But it's a really great holistic um, style of living. Um, I, I follow one lady. I follow a lot of vegan uh like recipe people and um on ig and people that make vegan food i'm like oh my god i mean i don't even want to pick up meat anymore it just looks so good and i'm it's worth trying and and you know you just really want to eat healthy you know i know i do and so it's worth for me i don't care about putting down you know like oh i can't live without meat i can i totally can and i can be okay with that um but I followed this one lady and by the name of Toning Tony. You have to check her out. She's kind of like a... I used to follow her and her sisters on the YouTube, Natural Sisters. They started off doing a YouTube channel. And she just kind of veered off into her own thing. And she's starting to do... Um, I think she is a bodybuilder. Um, but she's like... She's like kind of like my inspiration because she's small and petite like me, but she has ba bam 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 in different areas. <laughs> and so I was like, man, she's my inspiration to getting to work out. You know, if I go vegan, I would probably follow a few things of hers. Of course, coupled with going to a natural path doctor and um, just, you know, eating the right things based on my body type. But I just appreciate her page. I also follow the Chick Natural. She has her own beauty page, too. It's kind of how a lot of people started beauty and then they went into the food thing, which is really cool. Um, and so a lot of people I do follow because for that matter. Um, but I just kind of like to create my own things based on what I like. Um, some of my options that I really like to eat that are not too bad, um, because I cut pork out of my diet way before, um, anything else is called, a lot of people like chorizo. I like sorizo. It's a different version of chorizo and it's made with soy. And Trader Joe's has a really good sorizo that you can kind of pair it with a lot of different things. I made it with spaghetti. It's really good. I, oh, I love it with tacos. I mean, good night. Um. I have a picture of me making these corn tortillas and sorizo and black beans and guacamole and my roommate at the time we killed it like she went in she was like oh this is good and she's kind of like adopted the vegetarian lifestyle and you know she has her own thing going on too um she did a lot of different things with jj smith's book but like yeah it's really good um so many different options i know a lot of people not know a lot more than i do about this because i've been doing it for a while but i just I adopted a few things and it's really good. It's kind of like when you find out different things, you can kind of make your own thing up. That's kind of how it goes. And it's really, really cool. Um, I love, uh, I really do like the Beyond Meat patties. They kind of look like they're bloody when you first get them, but it's actually beet. Um, and so you kind of have to kind of find what works for you. And it's all about the way that you season stuff too don't eat the stuff bland it's like just because it's vegan the whole point is for you to make it get into the the way of not trying to make it taste like meat but to kind of get it to where it's seasoned as good as meat and that you don't desire it you know what I mean that's kind of how I try to make it like the soy weasel I still make it with taco seasoning like you don't have to not put taco seasoning on it because it's soy and it's not meat you know what I mean you mix in the same stuff if you're somebody that likes cheese you can get the vegan cheese there's a almond mozzarella that I kind of like at Trader Joe's. I'm not too fond of the cheeses yet. Um, I just have to find one that I really like. But this one I like. Um, I also, because it has like a sweet taste to it, I kind of mix that in with it. Um, also, there is, uh, I made, let's see, a bell pepper. a stuffed bell pepper before and I put no rice in it, I don't think. But I did cauliflower. I did 
the the rice cauliflower and I did like other veggies and I did oysters um I like to get these frozen oysters from Trader Joe's they're really really good coming like a little brown package or brown orange package and they're the frozen section they're really good they're like $1.99 or $2 and I just seared those up with the rice cauliflower and corn they have a really nice mixed corn at Trader Joe's frozen like it's just so much that you can get there and avocados and you know there's a lot that you can play around with being um you know vegetarian I used to call it vegetarian vegan because I was new to vegetarian life but it's just really a great lifestyle and holistically I feel like I feel a lot better um I don't really eat a lot of candy and sweets anyway but every now and again I like to pop some stuff (laughs) and um, um I was kind of playing around with some vegan options for sweets because I grew up in a family that loved to eat sweets we always had sweets at every dinner peach cobbler peach pie whatever you want to call it pound cakes lemon cakes sheet cakes you name it we had it so but now I really had this desire to kind of create better options for like a more vegan holistic lifestyle and so that's what I've been trying to do um, with our like family recipes and I've found some recipes and kind of tweaked them and then kind of made up my own thing too which has been great. You know, the cupcakes, I try them on people uh, at church and stuff, and they were like, oh, these are good. I'm like, okay, so maybe we can start rolling with that. And then when eventually when I have children, I don't want them eating all this sweet stuff. Every now and then you get some Black Forest um, fruit snacks <laughs> and just little, you know, I always wanted to be that holistic mom making the, her own fruit belts and all that different stuff. So, um, but right now I'm just kind of test running things. Um, I love pretzel bread. I have at this point in time trying to cut out a little bit more bread just because I'm trying to watch not really the carbs but just the sugars you know that it breaks down into um salads are just on my radar right now especially with the heat coming on love salads and pastas Trader Joe's also has a really good um if you're trying to cut pasta out they have so many different options you know they have like um these days they have like spinach pasta and all kind of stuff kale like noodles and all kinds of stuff but red uh red lentil pasta and it's like a bean kind of feeling of it but it's like I guess lentils are like a bean I guess but it's like red and it's pasta and you can find out Trader Joe's I don't know if it's a limited edition you know sometimes they have limited products but it's really good so you can pair that with your own like cauliflower sauce or you can do a marinara nice sauce with like um tomatoes and like the mushrooms I was telling you about, the oyster ones, I already like cooking with those. I love to make a mean egg fuyong with vegetarian gravy and just my own homemade gravy. Mix it with um, a little bit of sesame oil and, and stuff on the, on the... It's just so much you can do, you guys. And it's just like... I just feel like it's like... I don't want to cut like make people be like, you need to stop eating meat. But it's just like to this point and where we are in time and how I feel like the society is changing and how our food is it's just like it's not worth it anymore to me to eat it um I actually met a guy who has his own farm and he has like cows and he gave me a t-bone steak I didn't eat it but I cooked it because I wanted to see what it was like to cook a real cow with no hormones and everything in it like he butchered the cow himself sorry for you Peter listeners people that are against animals but he at least he had his own thing I didn't eat it um but um, I also have farm fresh eggs from his um, chickens, and I was really excited about that. And they do taste better, and they taste different. 
but they don't taste different in a bad way. They taste different in a good way. Like when you fry it, it tastes good. When you boil it, it tastes good. I'm just like, it, it really is good, you know? And that's like, I just, there's a difference. They last 30 days, just like a typical eggs in the store would, but it's just, it tastes different. You know, it's not bad. It's just like, I know some people would think it's weird, but I'm like, this is the way to go. This is the way to live. You know, this is how they lived back in the day. And I don't see how, why we would change that, you know. But I'm super excited about the lifestyle. I always wanted to write a book. (laughs) Even when I was in college, I was planning all of these things. And I had all of these recipes. And I'm still excited about it because I'm still going to do it. Some of the things I post on there, my pictures aren't as fancy. But we're going to get there. I'll be revamping the Kingdom Trends page to be more so geared towards a holistic lifestyle. Home you know, food, home and garden, all that stuff, you know, better homes and garden, EBZ style, kingdom trend style, however that's going to go. But I just, food is just, it's life, you know, and it's really one of the ways we stay alive and well and eating fruits and veggies is the best sugar you could ever have fruits as in it. I love smoothies. Um, lately what I've been doing for a regimen, um, is just drinking lemon water warm in the morning and at night, you know, um, protein powder type of things uh not powder but protein shakes I'll do a banana um like two or three spoonfuls of peanut butter holistic peanut butter and then I'll add flaxseed milled flaxseed to it I got you know I shop at Aldi too um milled flaxseed and you know maybe some almond milk to it and just stir it up maybe add a couple crushed pieces of ice in there and I just drink that and I'm good it's sweet enough for me I feel fulfilled I feel like I'm getting what I need and it's great you know as far as iron goes iron 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 sharpens iron so you know getting like spinach is really good kale I love to make kale chips um in the oven I put kale in like my omelets it's just you got to find ways to just get your greens in very important taking supplements um there's vegetarian ones 365 i think it is got it from whole foods vegetarian prenatals i took those raw iron by garden of life i take those because i need extra iron like a lot of women do um prenatal vitamins are great you don't have to be pregnant to take them because they have additional iron in it it has all the supplements that you need for you know as if you were carrying a child but you can get that extra into your body it's always a great idea um learned that from a nurse miss loretta king hey girl hey but yeah so many different great things options you know, I know a lot of people are kind of like sometimes afraid to switch over. They're not sure. They've always grown up with me. They're not ready for change. But I think it's just worth trying. Even if you take a month off or a week, sometimes you can start and then you just want to go out to eat and, and get something good. But you can go out to eat. Um, but you can choose better options. You know what I mean? You can choose. You know, I remember when I used to go out to eat, um, sometimes I would go to an Asian restaurant, and of course, they always have vegetables, and if I didn't want to order any big plate, I would just get like some veggies, um, like a Thai restaurant, and went one side, I was like, hey, can I have some of the sauce? I got some of the peanut sauce, veggies, or one of their little salads on the side, and like maybe some rice, and I just ate it all together, and I made my own little plate, you know what I mean? It was like four or five dollars for a little side of rice and some vegetables, and they gave me some of the peanut sauce, you know, and I just kind of conjured it up. I wanted to go to eat and I needed to eat something. I just, you know, not putting all your everything into the food and just like, I think we just so used to, oh, I have to have this. I have to have food. I have to, I got to feed my face and just really thinking more consciously about what you are eating as opposed to, I got to eat, I got to eat, you know, what am I going to eat and how am I going to eat it and how, how is this going to benefit my body? 
Um, yeah, but the lemon water, um, I've noticed a change. Even I only, I'm, I think I'm on my third day. I think I started Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I'm on my third day and I already noticed a change in my skin. Um, I've also been using the aloe vera plant. That's probably my two regimens. Um, another thing that I'm going to eventually get is the Zuki beads because that's great for exfoliation because I pretty much have dry skin and I used to work for Bobby Brown Cosmetics and the Zuki beads were really great. Just buy them from her or, you know, anywhere else and just grind up your own Zuki beads. And, um, excuse me, add water to activate it and just put it on your skin. Just really great regimens. And, um, I'm all about not putting thick stuff on my face. You know, I know back in the day we used to put Vaseline and cocoa butter. And I still use cocoa butter, Palmer's, I do. But not on my face as much. Um, I think a really nice light serum. Um, and I feel like uh, aloe vera does act kind of as a serum anyway. But like a light serum or a light like moisturizing serum or a nice little moisturizer to seal it. I feel like I don't really need a toner. I never really have used it. I know a lot of people say toner is really great, but if you're drinking lemon water, that lemon is already a toner. So it's kind of like, it'll help your skin. It'll help you. Staying hydrated is so important. Cucumber water is great. Um, What else? Hydration, hydration. Of course, a lot of people drink coconut water. That's also hydrating. I think hydrating fruits, you know, got grapes any fruit with a lot of water in it melons dragon fruit you know dried dragon fruit is probably not get the hydration you need but just dragon fruit is really hydrating watermelon of course is hydrating celery is hydrating because it has water based you know any fruits or vegetables that have water in it is great for your skin it's great for your body because we are mostly made of what not just we are made of water made up of water i don't know what the percentage rate is but a lot of water we need it so, um, it goes to your organs, really great for keeping you hydrated and, you know, being able to be active. Um, I think it's very important. So, anyways, I just wanted to talk about, um, if you're interested, you can always check out my Instagram page, kingdom underscore trends. Sometimes I'm on there singing, I'm promoting for people's music that I really, really like, or I'm just cooking, or I'm taking pictures, or I'm doing something fancy, just trying to be artistic in my nature. Um, but yeah, you know, you can always, you know post things about what you like about food or talk back to me some way somehow reach out to me when it comes to these things because I love food and hopefully I'll be able to share more of my recipes and fun things that I come up with um, with you guys soon okay so I pray everybody's having a blessed resurrection Sunday it was an amazing day today amazing word coming from um, my pastor where I go to church at and everything's just been really well know God is faithful even if the things seem like they're not coming together yet I'm just learning to wait on the Lord and be of good courage because he shows strength in your heart and the joy of the Lord is our strength so let us remember that and take heed today and always and every day all right God bless you guys have an exuberant lovely day